How's it going, Emily? Very good. Yeah? How are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Not too bad. Um, so yeah, um, a lot of things have happened this month. <laughs> a lot of crazy things happened. We passed 10,000 subscribers, plus we got a video that went over a million views. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Big numbers. Big numbers this month. Big numbers, big numbers. It's, it's all a thanks month. to you guys. It's a number month. Yeah, yeah thanks. All thanks, thanks so to everybody much. who's watching and... Uh, also, subscribing. We, yeah, subscribing, and then also here in Canada, we we were on YouTube's Creator on the Rise as well, which is absolutely amazing. We were trending. We were trending. <laughs> we we're the fourth video for on the fourteenth of December. We were trending for the whole day, so they put us up there in front of everybody else. Very cool. Very very cool. So and surprising because yeah, because like they we usually do flute. yeah we do flute <laughs> right guys like yeah. I've never seen a music education channel on any any of those the U.S. Yeah, version the Australian surprised. version yeah. any of those things so. I want to thank YouTube. Yeah, I want to thank YouTube and the algorithm and all those types of things, <laughs> and, and you guys too, because yeah. you guys—it's uh, crazy. We had over seven thousand new people over this past month that joined in That's to amazing. this flute family, and uh, also we uh, also opened up a new store, a little merch store. Uh, we're partnering up with Design by Humans, so we have a shirt, two shirts out right now, and a mug and a couple things. But we're going to be adding new things all the time, so you can check on the main channel page and uh, when go I finish to... that book, will it be on there? No, that'll or... be that'll be on the website. Okay. Actually, yeah, the the books that we're going to design are our own thing, but like our standard merch, stickers, mugs, they will iPhone be on, cases, on will there. be on Design okay. by Humans. Yeah, so you can definitely check on the uh, the, the YouTube channel and check that out. And we have two shirts there and mugs and stickers they can get and that helps us directly which is amazing it supports us to make more stuff do cooler things go all around and yeah we have a lot of different things uh, to talk about today we have a bunch of questions that we're going to get through and then also uh, talk in the comment section as well uh, and answer your questions in the comment section live uh, if you're watching this um not live uh, make sure to leave comments in the the video box below and also we're going to be doing a 10,000 subscriber giveaway we're gonna give a couple prizes away not today we're gonna give one away probably at the end of the show uh we're gonna contact somebody through the comments we're gonna pick somebody through the comments so make sure you comment and ask a question and put the little hashtag flute question inside the comments that way i can look and see that you've entered for one of the prizes but we have some sheet music that we're gonna be giving away some flute plugs and you know like the silver flute plugs you know they can put inside your holes of the flute mm -hmm. so if you have any problems with your hands and a little goodie bag with a couple of little things as well. So yeah, we're gonna. I think we're gonna release about five prizes, but uh, we'll release one tonight, and then the other four we're gonna release a week from now. So if you want to enter in this video, you have to uh, reply and comment down below with a question. And like I said, put hashtag the question, and then that way you're entered for this week. And then next week we'll announce the other four winners. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So hi to everybody who's on in the chat. That's great. There's a, a lot of people in the live chat as usual, which is great. Good afternoon, everybody. How's it going? So yeah, leave your questions in the comment section. I'll check them out. And we're going to start with one question today. Um, I forget who said it, but it said, she said or he said, uh, I can see how you move your mouth and embouchure while playing in different registers and dynamics. Can you explain these movements? In which register do you, in which register do you move your mouth forward or drop your jaw down, etc.? Also, how do all these movements affect the intonation? And uh, she says thanks for sharing all of our knowledge with them, or with her, but with everyone, obviously. What do you think? Yeah. Well, <laughs> usually, um, the higher I get, the more forward I push my jaw. 
But is it really my jaw or is it just those little, that little muscle here? In French, it's called bucinateur. I don't know in English. Bucinator? I guess I can. Can say, say it again? Bucinateur. It's the name bucinateur. of the muscles here, I think. Oh, the lip muscles. No, you can there's the lip muscles. Yeah. Just those muscles here. There's thousands of them, actually. When it's a actually, group of muscles. Oh, a huge amount. Know? There's almost, yeah. a, I think, a thousand in each row. Like little slits of... Of muscles where you actually see your lips going down that's kind of simulating where all those muscles are and they're all working individually it's crazy. crazy huh yeah. crazy maybe oh, well yeah. that's other questions that are arising in my mind just now but um yeah i i move my jaw a little bit but not too much either because you don't want to strain your jaw it's not meant to move that much uh, front and back you know when you talk go open and close more than front and back right yeah but this little muscle can you know you go but the thing is i don't move the upper lip i just move the lower lip so a bit like this i guess but i go when i go higher i go more um in front you know so i'll just show it i'll demonstrate it i even have some trumpet players but they're learning in college and we, oh. We're welcoming so many people. There's so many people from all over. There were trombone players, tuba players. So many people were talking. It's great. That's so amazing. So yeah. if you're looking, you can see that. Okay, I'm playing a, a low G. Like, do you see it here? My lip moving yeah. a little bit? Just look here and then I'll do it on the side. Right. Yeah, I see it. It's about four millimeters. About it's four not a lot. Four millimeters. I don't even think about it. Max, yeah. So I'll do it on the side. Yeah. Just watch your flute there. Yeah, we don't have the ability to zoom in, but the way you're doing it, you're slightly. Just, it's, it's very minimal. Yeah. It's don't, almost nothing. I would never think jaw because that's just going to add more problems because the jaw is here and <laughs> nothing yeah. really happens there. And I've met people that have pain in yeah, their jaw. Absolutely. Very mm. often, it's because they push the flute too hard. Like, you have to push the flute, but if you push too hard, then you have to push back with your jaw. You don't want to do that. You just want to push so it's stable, but not overdo mm -hmm. it. You're going to hurt your finger. You're going to hurt your jaw. Um, yeah, I do it, but it's it's so little, you shouldn't take care of it too much. But also, um, the intonation thing. When I want to lower the intonation, I send the air a little bit lower mm -hmm. in the embouchure. So sometimes I'll drop, I'll open a little bit more my mouth. So then I'll open, yeah, drop my yeah. jaw a little bit more. But that's a normal thing that we do when a we talk. A normal movement talk. of opening the jaw. It's yeah. a normal movement over, of the jaw. It's not like pushing nope. like this. Yeah. That's not normal. Yeah. You'll strain yeah. if you push forward. But if you just open. Yeah. Never so, overextended. Yeah. Never. Always normal. When I go on a, on the third register, I try to open so it's more resonation. It resonates more. I mean, <laughs> resonation. It resonates more. And also, you know, yeah. it's a, if I want to play loud, I'll open more. If I want to play soft, I'll I'll open less. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. But there's many ways to achieve that. Oh yeah. I there's talked so many. about uh, vowels before, so just thinking about a ah is already open compared mm -hmm. to o u that are more closed and mm. sometimes it's easier because instead of thinking of all those muscles you have to move you just think of one thing that globalizes that envelopes all those things that globally it does the same result but by thinking of one thing only mm -hmm. 
you know yeah, what I mean? Localizing. You say, oh, and then you're already open. Yeah. The mouth is more mm -hmm. open. Everything is... Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But there is a slight movement of the lower lip. I would say don't move the upper lip. The upper lip is well, upper stable. The upper lip is almost unmovable. Like, you have to work really but hard But some people it. do it. Yeah. I, some it's, people go... Yeah. I, I, yeah. And then they, f and oh, then yeah, they lose their... Yeah, yeah. There's no need to move this lip. Mm -hmm. This one is just stable. The other one moves a little bit. I've never even thought about the bit. upward lip ever. <laughs> I've never thought of the upward lip. Yeah, and most, <laughs> most of it That's just... Me. Most of what happens when you play the flute is invisible. It's all inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So people, you, you, people look and try to see, oh, it's the mouth, because you can see a millimeter of mm -hmm. movement, but really, and you should focus yeah. more about what's going on inside yeah. with the air. Yeah, like the airstream, like supporting it and... and the speed. Yeah, the speed. And all that is developed through practice. Just, yeah. It's, it's all developed through practice. It's, it's almost... And where you put your naturally, tongue in your mouth and yeah. the vowels, those things you can't see, but they're the most important things. Yeah. But... To, like, to answer that question, yes, I do move it a little bit. I don't move the upper lip, just the lower lip yeah. goes a little bit further, but I don't even think about it. It's done naturally yeah. without thinking about it too much. And they're almost, sorry, they're almost. And sometimes I open my mouth yeah. a little bit more. So I drop the jaw, but I try not to push the jaw forward. Yeah. Use the muscles here. It's easier mm -hmm. than the, the jaw going forward. Like It's not meant to do that. Because when you open your mouth, it goes back. Yeah, doesn't yeah. go front, so mm -hmm. you don't want to strain that. Oh, exactly. Uh, you have to eat and talk. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite important. Yeah, and I think they're just micro movements. They're not big movements. When people are saying, when people are influencing the bigger movements, not really. It's no. like these micro movements. Yeah. And, and it's little adjustments. Little adjustments for certain certain notes, and plus for certain people, certain notes do different things. There yeah. are tendencies that everybody has, but but it's good to look yeah. at yourself in the mirror and check so that your upper lip doesn't move and. Yeah, you might see diff little movements of the of the lower lip and the jaw, mm -hmm. little little things. But the, the upper lip stays close to the to the teeth. Mm. Interesting. Well, hopefully that answered your question. If not, we'll so. make uh, make sure you let us know in the comments. Uh, make a second part. Answer. Yeah, a second part, and we'll make yeah. a video maybe of, of it too to do more close ups yeah. and stuff to kind of understand what's maybe going on. Uh, so we're gonna take one from the chat. Anthony Ruffin says, "What do you think are the benefits about getting a new head joint?" Versus a new flute. It's cheaper. It's way cheaper. Yeah. It's significantly cheaper. Also, it depends. You know, if you're if you're satisfied with the mechanics of your flute. Yeah. And you just want to be able to um, get more colors or get some little difference in your tone. Mm -hmm. You might want to just change the head, the head joint. Yeah. And yeah. if you're not satisfied with the, with the mechanic of your flute, mm -hmm. if there's things that, well, then you might want to change the whole flute. Right, yeah. Most people, when they think about the, the whole, the, with just the head joint, a lot of people feel that their, their, head, their current head joint is holding them back. So then I would encourage, just go try out a bunch of head joints and yeah. see if it is holding you back or not. And put your head joint in the mix and then grab it without noticing that you grab it and see if... Yeah. Because it could also be something very uh, psychological. psychological as well. But yeah. I always encourage trying a lot out. Don't just try two or three. Try to find as many as you can if you can. Yeah. And don't, uh, you know, and then find, uh, that's in your budget, obviously. But also maybe try other flutes and see, well. is yeah, there that much that. of a difference or yeah. is it really the head joint? Yeah. But I would say that because like for my flute, I didn't have any problems with the mechanics, but mm -hmm. I wanted to get more, more colors. And so I got a head joint that had a different cut. So I was able made to by make a different, diff made by a different person. Yeah. Yeah. And that 
suits me, you know, but for another person, it would be something mm -hmm. else. Um, what do you think about Ian Clarkson hypnosis? We played hypnosis, haven't we? Ian Clark's pieces? I don't think I, we played we this played one. We played Maya? We played Maya this summer. We well, played, I played yeah, it. Yeah, you played it, but I mean, yeah. With, and then uh, with Alex and the year before was another one from within. Yeah. But hypnosis, I've played Never it. Played I, it. I think I've played hypnosis. I, it's yeah, super great. Did? All of his works, I think yeah, I played it's beautiful. it. beautiful. They're all great works. You should play them. They're super fun. He's a really cool, he's a mathematician by trade, so he's a, you know, he, he's a really interesting character. Really cool pieces. All the pieces are great. Very beautiful. Play yeah. them all. <laughs> uh, I wanted to do a short question. That was my short one. Um, when I play, uh, sometimes when I play C, my flute drops. Why? How can I fix it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The C here? C here, and then, uh -oh, presto change. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a good question. Yeah. You should always try to hold your flute without even using your pinky of the right hand just thumb <laughs> ch chin and uh -huh. the yeah the three point the those three points boom, boom. there's one two and three the left hand here the second finger of the left hand under i would encourage people so who've never done here, that before have somebody there it's, with you <laughs> it's working yeah. so okay you have to figure out how to put your flute first mm -hmm. um you can use a, a thumb port that might help you with that if yep. you don't know where to put your thumb, yep. if you have Bobby difficulties, for port, yeah. Uh, where's mine? I have one. It's over there at the desk, I think. Um. Well, 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 well. Oh, it's no, it's here. on the other side there. So I'll show what a thumb, thumb port is. Head back to. This yeah. is a thumb port. You clip it here, mm -hmm. and then you put your thumb there. And it helps to sustain your flute. Yeah. You know? So there's that. Then there's another thing that we already explained, I think, but it's al always interesting to explain it again. Mm -hmm. Alexa still explained it to us, and mm -hmm. it's so smart. She got it from someone else. Kajula? Yeah, Wolford Kajula. Kajula. He yeah. no I don't think he's no longer with us anymore, but yeah, he's a famous piccolo player, I think, from Chicago. So... You see the rod of your flute makes it too, not too, just makes it more inclined to go back. Yeah. When you hold your Rolling flute, back, yeah. it, wanna, it wants to roll back, yeah. you know? So what she does is that she puts her head joint rolled in more. Yeah, quite and a then, bit actually. If I, yeah, if a I lot. Think so, if I think so, yeah. And then she goes like this and her hands are more like this yeah. over the flute. Over it, the it's flute, not yeah. for everyone. No, no. Even her students... She doesn't make them do it, mm -hmm. all of them. Mm -hmm. She says it's half and half in her studio, so she wouldn't recommend that for everyone. But it's personally, I moved since I heard her do that. I don't do like her, but I move my head joint a little bit more inwards now so that I can feel that it's holding itself and the rod is not at back as much as it used to, so it's mm -hmm. not, it's a bit more stable, my flute. Because if you hold your flute in your hands, you see, it wants oh. to roll back yeah, all the time. Always wants to roll back. Always most wants of the to roll weight back. Is in the back. Yeah. yeah. So she's trying to figure out the point that will be where it stays. You see, no here. matter where she moves. Yeah. Now it's not going back at all. It's not moving. It's yeah. There's a, there's a center. Whoop, whoop, here it's moving it back. You know, yeah. never moves forward. <laughs> no, never. Super rare. So maybe if you try to figure out where to put your head joint so that 
the rods are not too much in the back. That would help your feet not rolling back. Mm -hmm. And maybe the thumb port also might be a help because it's, you know, it's holding your flute easier. Absolutely. Yeah. So that could be something mm -hmm. helpful for you. There's also another thing you can put here. Yeah, I didn't try yeah. it yet. There's I want to try it. There's several versions. There's a bow beep. Or I don't know how to pronounce it. But I don't there's also see, soft stuff as well, like a soft gel. I don't gel. see, like, maybe that could help with the... Sometimes we have pain yeah, here. Yeah, pain there a little but bit. But for holding the flute, that's that's something that's really helpful. For the, some people, the, yeah, it's helpful, the totally. Port. The thumb parts are great. First, I bought it for my students to be like, oh, some of them might want to try it and see if they like it. And I fell in love with it. I didn't even have problems holding my flute. Just I feel more comfortable. So I'm like, wow, uh -huh, uh -huh. let's use it. Uh, this is a question from uh, Melody McLennan. She says, uh, is there a short passage that you would recommend to play when comparing flutes in a store? She thought that the snippet from Peter and the Wolf is good, but she's not so advanced. So Yeah, it's good and it's not good because <laughs> it's high register. Right. And that's also why I had trouble um, recognizing them because in the high register, mm -hmm. you, see, you hear less of the harmonics than in the low mm -hmm. register. So I would say... Piece, I would say just you don't need to play a piece exactly. You can play no, a, a short snip is what she says. Sorry. I would say play in all registers. Also try the try to tongue to see if if it's uh, the articulation is clear. Mm -hmm. Maybe a couple of scales to see if you're comfortable with the mm -hmm. with the mechanics mm -hmm. of the flute. There's like some Bach. There's a Bach sonata, one a slow movement from a Bach sonata. Yeah. It's, it's super slow. Just play anything, that anything you know. Anything if you're a slow. beginner, there's all those. Um, you know that piece. A lot of people play that. Yeah, you can try that. But then you might want to just play something. Um, well, long notes. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Everyone can play. Yeah, fun. Fun. Fun's super easy. It's by Debussy. Yeah. Uh, Debussy. Afternoon, yeah. Afternoon of Fun. Yeah. Go and find that. Prelude to the Afternoon of Fun. That's a really good piece. And it's super easy. Like, that little yeah. line. But People make sure you play all, all the different registers. Yeah. You tongue, you slur, you try to go from one octave to the other. You try to play fast a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, Jada Rodriguez says, I have a concert today. How do you warm up for it? Is it different between how you warm up before practicing? No, I'm... Um, I'm uh how do you say that uh, uh I don't always uh warm up. <laughs> you don't always warm up. Yeah. Okay. I don't believe in that that like much. Like warming up before a concert. No. Yeah. If because you're already practicing that stuff, you know, it's kind of I like, think a lot of that is psychological mm -hmm. and a lot of is of it is holding us back mm -hmm. because we have that belief that we need to warm up. And then mm -hmm. if something happens, and we can't warm up, then we're all stressed because we didn't yeah. warm up. And then, oh my God, my sound's going to be terrible because I didn't warm up. And, mm -hmm. and things happen. Yeah, life happens. Sometimes totally. the, sometimes you can't rehearse. Sometimes you can't warm up. Sometimes you have a green room full, full of people and you're like, oh my God, I don't even hear myself. Sometimes, you know, things happen. Or dress rehearsal was longer and then you had to eat and then boom, it's over. And mm. you have to go and play. And I think if you played yesterday and you played dress rehearsal i think you still remember how to play the flute mm -hmm. you don't need to warm up again so that's my opinion of 
warming up. But if I have to, I do very short warm up before a concert. Um, in the days before, I'll work a lot on my sound. I'll work a lot of my on my articulation technique, all those things. But the day of, I try to just keep my energy more than anything else. And if I warm up, I'll use uh, little things like harmonics, uh, long notes a little bit, octaves because it's good to uh, work on your flexibility going from one register to the other, and uh, a little bit of articulation. If you check my five-minute warm-up for uh, flutists in a hurry, that's a video we have on our on our channel. Yeah, five minutes for you, yeah, yeah. You'll have an, right an idea of, of something you can do in five minutes. If you're a bit slower doing it, maybe ten, but it's still not too long. That's uh, that's something that might be interesting. I might do a couple more so you can have different um, different ones. You know, you can use so that. But I I think. It's important to do sound exercises. I'm not saying it's mm -hmm. not, mm -hmm. but it's also important to realize that those things are there to help us and not to uh, restrain us yeah, psychologically and, keep us <laughs> and make us stressed mm -hmm. about, oh my God, I didn't warm up. I'm going to sound, no, no. you yeah. can sound good right. anyways. Yeah. Because sometimes those, those, um, no, but we, the, when we have a habit, when when we don't oh yeah when we don't follow our ritual yeah like rituals, rituals can yeah, can rituals. be can be uh, helpful for anxiety they can lower your anxiety mm -hmm. but then if you can't do your ritual it mm -hmm. does the opposite, opposite effect, yeah. so mm -hmm. i would say be confident that you know how to play mm. warming up or not and sometimes i know usually you do your sound exercise and you do your scales and then you do Mm -hmm. And then you do your pieces. Sometimes you should just take your feet and do your pieces. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not every day, but some yeah, days some so days that you know, oh, I don't need to do that mm -hmm. all the time. So you have that confidence. Right. That's incredible. Just saying. That's, that's nice, yeah. It's my opinion, but depends on the people. Some professional flutists would be like... Would, no. But there's two... There's so many different It's ways. like uh, the pianist we worked with this summer. She says, I cannot play for two weeks, take my piano, blah, 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 and she's as good. Mm -hmm. But some people, some of her friends are say, oh, no, I have to practice every day or I can't play anymore. Yeah, they're Maybe it depends on... Depends. Is it the person? Is it just psychological? I don't know. What a That's, question I would ask, yeah. Yeah. Really I didn't do a big uh, yeah. study about well, it but if we ever have enough money we should go to a, go to a college who's doing research about it or yeah something. that would and be we interesting can tell you guys all about I it i would love that uh amber says uh she's always wanted to play another instrument besides the trombone and i always wanted to learn the flute would that be a good idea well i think so today especially there was a concert we went to today and in fact one of the it was a jazz big band and a choir and in the jazz big band there was a trombonist that when they finished their piece, they went up and played flute. So you can go back and forth. So, you know, and the level was really good. And like person just was a multi-instrumentalist. And I think there were several other people that were multi-instrumentalists yeah. playing sass, clarinet, flute, uh, piccolo, yeah. trombone, brass. So try to learn. If you, have the, if you have the desire to learn more, I would say, yes, go and do it. There's no limitations. I think the more you learn, it's, uh, it gets easier to learn a new one. It's Absolutely. like people who learn a lot of languages... They say it gets easier. Mm -hmm. um, probably the same with instruments. Mm -hmm. Once you, un you Once get you the, uh, you understand how it works. It's mm. yeah. 
Exactly. And the more you learn, the more you can learn. It's a fact. Hmm. So yeah, you should definitely try it. <laughs> Why not? Ah, any more questions here? So many. <laughs> What's a good intermediate flute to buy? Darius Martin. Uh, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Uh, Yamaha... Any Yamaha 300 series, 400 series, 500 series is really good. They're all like pretty standard great uh, flutes. We tried uh, Sonari. Uh, we tried Sonari by Powell. Very good. I was surprised. Super good. That's like a really good flute. It's a bit. We did a review. Is great. it online yet? No, that no, review? that review is not online yet. But we actually have several. We have about nine more, nine reviews coming up. Nine flute reviews of individual flutes that we're going to be releasing. We have a one that we released two weeks ago about piccolos, three piccolos that you can buy, which you guys can go and check out. But we're going to have flute ones coming up soon from the New York Flute Center. And if you're in the United States, you should definitely contact them and talk to them about uh, getting and trying some flutes out. Because you can try up to yeah. three or three flutes. You can use our, our code. It's TFC. That's and it. it gives you... You can get more flutes to yeah. try. You have a longer trial period. And... Uh, and it also helps us. Absolutely. And it helps us directly as well. As well yeah. with merch and this and you watching. All that stuff really helps. It makes things a lot easier for us to, when create, we're, to create more, more and more. content. Yeah, yeah, because we have a lot more prepared in 2018. There's a lot of new stuff and a lot of great stuff that's going to be coming soon. Okay. Uh, okay, uh, Anthony Ruffin again. He says, I am a student from uh, Florida State University. I think it's Florida State University. And one thing I have always struggled with was staying interested in the etudes that I would be working on for that week. Well, how do you combat that? Uh, how do you combat this? as well as getting the most out of it? Hmm. That's a pretty great question. I, I, I'll, I'll answer that after you answer it. Well, well. I don't know how to answer that question. I'll, I'll, I don't know if I'll answer the question directly. I'll try my best. If it's not good enough, you just tell me. So, personally, how I learned those etudes is um, I would not necessarily learn the whole thing at once. First thing I would do is I would look at it and check if anything was coming back because very often it's an ABA form, those studies. Yeah, so usually. Yeah. I would look and see, oh, the beginning comes back. And then I would write it down in my music. This way I knew that it wasn't two pages. Let's say it was really one page and a half that I had to learn. So that was my first thing. Then I would do one line three times. But maybe I didn't have time to do it all in the same day. Let's say maybe I did four lines. I stopped there and then the next day I would continue where I was. And then when I was done that, I would do three lines three times. And then, you know, uh -huh, maybe uh -huh. I didn't have time to go through the whole, whole thing. Doesn't matter. And then I would do the whole thing just at the very end. Because if you try to learn something in one week and you try to just go through the whole thing all the time, by th the memory... You have your long-term memory and you have your working memory. Uh -huh. The working memory can contain seven items. Seven items, it depends because your brain can group items to make one big item. So it might be a scale. It might be, you know, it's not necessarily one note. It depends yeah. how your brain is grouping things. The more you group, the more you can put in your working memory. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So by the, by the time you arrive to the end of your study, you forgot the beginning it's, uh, it's not in your working memory no. anymore. Right. So the way to do, for me, but I think for everyone really, is to go and do just a little part because your, your long-term memory is, is uh, unlimited. Can, you can put as much stuff in there as you want. 
Yeah, it's not like seven items. Much. You can put a lot of stuff in there. So if you play, uh, if you play just that little bit many times, uh-huh. it goes in your long-term memory. This way you really learn quicker and then it takes you way less time to learn uh-huh. it. Then you get less tired of it. That's how uh-huh. I would say. If you're efficient at learning it, you might get less tired yeah. doing that. Uh-huh. If it takes you half the time because your your way of working is more efficient. That's how I, but I don't know if it's really what you asked because you asked more about motivation, but yeah. it kind of goes together because if you work and you don't uh-huh. advance well enough, uh-huh. you will get demotivated. Uh-huh. For ages, I think there's two ways, two, a couple streets, a couple ways of thinking about it is like, it's something to learn sight reading more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could also just treat it like that. Yeah, it depends on how your teacher wants you to perform it. Because if you want the teacher to be, if, if your teacher wanted to be performant, performance because down. sometimes it's also for technique. You yeah, want to go for faster. Technique. Some pieces are yeah, But it does both. There. Because does if you both. learn Some a piece a week, of yeah. course your sight reading is going to yeah. get better. I wouldn't stress about it too much unless there's a lot of stress being put on it by a teacher. But then talk to your teacher about it because then, you know. Uh, but I would just encourage reading through them every day. But don't you know? I don't know. I always treated I always treated etudes as as uh, sight reading. Yeah. You know, it got me through them faster. They're disposable. They're meant to be. They never were meant to ever be played in concert. Yeah, but some know? of them, I remember Anderson. Some of them were difficult to learn. One yeah, a week. There are difficult. I ones. had to be organized or just sight reading through it. I would have played it poorly to my teacher yeah. at the end of the week. You know, yeah. maybe I would sight read once, but then mm-hmm. I really got into mm-hmm. the work of just yeah. taking little parts of it. Also, a good way to uh, learn things without it being too um, tiring and for memory, it's very good. If you read it in your bed just before you go to bed, it's going to, it helps. You mm-hmm. just, after that, you go to sleep and your brain kind of, so sometimes I just read through music before I go to bed mm-hmm. and it helps me learn it faster. Yeah, it's hopefully that answers your question. Um mm-hmm. Hopefully that answered. Uh, hopefully that yeah. answered your question. Um, how do you do? You have any exercising? Any exercises to get vibrato down? Like vibrato? How to get vibrato down? You know? Yeah. Yeah, we have well, a video, but that was mentioned in the comments already. But like in general. Yeah, we have a video about that. Yeah. Um, it's the air. Well, vibrato is is the um, intonation going up and down. Well, mm-hmm. really, I think it's like you have a note and it goes down and back up, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to achieve that, you need the air stream to modulate a little mm-hmm. bit. So, and uh, you have to keep your throat open if you don't want to have a goatee vibrato like this. Like this, mm-hmm. so you keep that open and go with the air. Mm-hmm. And uh, first, I put the metronome at seventy-two, or it can be slower. And I just just mm-hmm. give one per beat, and then two per beat, and then so let's say just one second. But you can watch the video; it's pretty much the same thing. And you go. Yeah. So yeah, that's the premise. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully so that starts you off pretty well. Yeah. 
Um, there was something I was reading in the comments a couple days ago. Somebody said, and the person's actually in the comments section, car guy, he said he's, he might have seen you in a documentary called Being James Galway, and you played for James Galway, but you've never played for James no, Galway. So I let's never set the record straight. We've never said, yeah, we've never, yeah. Never met him. No, yeah. I would love to, <laughs> but no, I didn't. But uh, Maybe someone yeah. who looks like me. Yeah, have you ever been in a master class with somebody that's been like that that you totally like thought was like a legend, like you never thought you would ever be able to play for them, type of thing? Um, well, yeah, I've been in master classes with very great flutists, Patrick Gallois, yeah, Patrick and, Gallois uh, Robert Langevin, and um, but did you ever have one that like James Galway, like you know, because Galway is the Aitken. well, I guess Galway is like Galway, uh, right? the top of the top, I guess. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, but I've say. I've played for yeah. amazing flutists. Yeah. So. yeah. Very amazing. Um, so I just wanted to cover that because I got the answer. The question was out again today, right in the comments right now. I think always um, the most known. Yes, next Gaoui's to Rampal, but Rampal, Rampal died yeah, before yeah. I started playing yeah. the flute. Yeah, I never saw Rampal. When Rampal did he die, Rampal? In 2002, I think. Oh no, I was playing the flute already. I think in 2002. 2002. Yeah. But I was and not. Then, uh, yeah. yeah. I think or he 1999, 1999 or 1998. Yeah, I, I was died. young. Um. Uh, this per uh, Molly too. She's played the flute for a while, but she wants to get an alto flute. But she also likes the bass flute. Which one should she start with? Hmm. Bass flute. <laughs> no, alto bass? flute. No, alto flute. This is an alto flute. Everyone, you can play it if you want, and I can hold it, hold the other one for you, so you can hear what it sounds like in alto flute. Sorry if I didn't put I it in the right spot. I don't put it the same as you. you? Yeah. I go a little bit more like yeah. this. Okay. <laughs> Because I played the. Um, oh, that screw's a bit loose. Weird. Ooh, is it okay? Uh, no. <laughs> just take it back. <laughs> I'll just take it back. That's expensive. So, anyways, yeah, I would say try alto flute first, then see. You can try both. Try I don't both know. first. See which I, one you fall in love with. I bought this one because I needed it because I played the um, uh, the marteau sans maître by Boulez and I needed an alto flute. The and hammer I was and like, the oh, master or something like that. The hammer and the, the master. Hammer the master without a master. The hammer without a master by, by Pierre Boulez. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So try and some. <laughs> yeah. I'm right. super happy to have yeah. it, and we use it. Yeah. We, but we would love to have a bass as well. Yeah, we'd eventually. love to have a bass flute and a contra. It'd be nice to have a bass flute or two bass flutes or two alto flutes would be nice. Another alto flute. Yeah, because we want to. Cool. We want to. Yeah, mix play, things mixing up, up a bit. bit. Yeah, totally. Um, Arrange stuff. Yeah. Uh, Chrono Jeff Lirion. Uh, says, can you recommend me a flute for a total beginner? Yeah, Yamaha two two two. That's yeah, I think probably it's the pretty that's good. like the most standard flute. It can last forever. There's even a French hold model mm. one now, the two two L or something like that, or two two one. You can find it on eBay. You can find it in a store. There's two two one, two two two, two two one L, two two one SS. Uh, at uh, the New York, New York Food, Center, yeah, Food Center of New York, with our, yeah. with our yeah, Food Center of New York, with, with our, our TFC code. Yep, and you yeah. can get and try it out there if you're from the states. And if you look at our video um, where we compare flutes yeah. with different prizes. The Yamaha, the, the the Yamaha 222 yeah, it's there. It's quite good. Like, yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. 
It says it was like seven hundred dollars, I think, but you can get it for cheaper. Yeah, you can. You can find it online. Like your friend found it on eBay for two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks yeah, a couple yeah, years yeah. ago. So it's totally possible to find used, a good deal. You know? Yeah, used within your own area. I would say if you're looking on eBay, look in the United States. If you're in the United States, and all those types yeah. of things. Also, yeah. places like the New York Food Center yeah. have used. Foods. Yes, they do. They, they also do. have used foods as well too. So, so it's worth check. talking to them. Yeah. yeah, and use our code TFC, which is pretty amazing. Helps us out. <laughs> um. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Amber, she's that trombonist again. She's like wondering, she has an underbite. Will that be a challenge to play the flute? I don't think so. No. No, you should try. It's worth trying. No, I don't think it would change Because anything. you're still blowing. No. The lips are still doing different things, like where the teeth are. Might even help in a Maybe. way. Maybe. Might help. Because personally, sometimes I feel I have to push my jaw front. Right. So her jaw is already, I don't know, I don't think it would be a big problem. Because you can always find a good angle, no matter mm -hmm. how. Uh, with an alto flute, should the person get a curved or straight head joint? Depends on your arm depends length. How, yeah, it depends on your arm length. It depends if you're a very tall person, if you're a short person, or if you have long arms, or you have short arms. Uh, but yeah. I don't have, I have short yeah, arms, short and I'm not very in. tall. So I got curved yeah. because I couldn't play yeah. the low D very, yeah. the low uh, C very comfortably with the other yeah. one. Well, not at all, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would hurt my hand, so... I just did it that way. Yeah, and it doesn't change the acoustic pro acoustic properties at all. It's a myth. <laughs> what? Okay, I'll tell you what I tend to do when I play yeah. it. Mm. I tend to blow a little bit to the left. I don't. I just but blow as I do on the flute. It doesn't do anything. I think it's, it's a, a psychological thing. thing. Yeah, maybe it's a psychological thing. Yeah, maybe. I feel it's easier sure, when I sure. do it that way, but sure. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you choose over, yeah, so it all depends. Depends how it feels. Go try one with try with one with the straight, try one with curve. Some autos um, come with both. I've seen a Bossa Nova what's her name? Bebel Gilberto. She's okay, a Gilberto, singer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she has a flutist but she has a I think he also plays a saxophone. But he has an alto flute. But he's a super tall guy, so with his alto flute, he looks as if he's playing a yeah, sea standard flute, flute. You know? yeah, It's yeah. like me holding my flute. Right. And for right. a good Five minutes in the concert, I was looking at him. I was like, "Wow, he sounds low." Like I, mm -hmm. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> it took me a wow. while because he was so tall. So it tall. looked like a like That's a normal funny. flute, but it's yeah. It depends on your uh, size. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Downside Up, he says, or one is asking. Uh, they're a new flute player. Uh, their friend is teaching them, but they don't know where to find a cheap, reliable flute for a beginner. Any suggestions? Like before. Uh, if you're in the United States, check out this Flute Center in New York, Yamaha 222, or you know any of those ones under about five hundred, six, seven hundred dollars. Yamaha yeah. Pearl. And they have they have used. They there. have used there as well too, so you can get something a bit more higher for a little bit less. And um, and and also yeah. they're very knowledgeable. Yes. So you can call them. Tell them your needs yeah. and ask them. Yeah. Let them know that we sent know, you, and then yeah. yeah, and then they'll just set you up, and then. Yeah, if you're in the United they States, know what they know. have in yeah, stock in and all inventory, and what they can get quicker. But like, as you said, like Yamaha 200, 300, 400, 500 series, if you really want, those things will last you for your whole life. 
Yeah. If you take good care of it and you bring it to the repair scenario lab every two years. Scenario is more in intermediate, so. Yes, yeah, so scenario they would don't be like the 500. A... No, scenario is like the intermediate Powell. Yeah. And Powell they don't have that. beginner models. No, that's like their, yeah, that's like that's their, their low end, but it's still, end, yeah. yeah. But it's actually quite good. They Scenario's good. really good. Yeah, yeah, they sound really good. We'll have that review out very soon. Yeah. Because those are really good fluids as well. Uh, so, yeah, I would definitely, if you're in the United States, uh, the Fluid Center of New York is really helpful. If you're anywhere else, if you're in Canada, there's you know, Long McQuaid, there's Twig Music, which is here in Quebec, which is really quite good. Um, I don't know anywhere else in other countries, but there's also, like, if you're in England, you can go to Trevor James. And, uh, yeah, Trevor, Trevor James, James flutes. Also, yeah, Trevor James flutes are really good. Yeah, the 10X. Yeah. It was very good. Yeah, the good. 10X is one of, probably one of the best flutes I think yeah. one of the best foods ever made. And like, was, for, it for, wasn't for, very yeah. expensive. No, it was like 800, 900 and bucks. If, like, you can have it with both head joints. Yep. It comes if, with you a curve, then, it, if you don't need it, you don't, it, you don't have to. You yeah. don't have to. It costs to. a little less. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the Trevor that, was, James that was surprising. That yeah, food. that's a, one of our first reviews. If you check on the channel, go and find Trevor James, type it in. And yeah. that was one of the most surprising flutes uh, yeah, I've ever it seen. it was very good. Very good. So, yeah, definitely worth a try. There's a lot of good Flutes for a good price if you're starting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many flutes now. Yeah. There wasn't that many 20 years ago. I'm telling you. No. There was almost. Now nothing. there's more brands that have a good model for beginners. Exactly. Um, so yeah. Um, we also had. Yeah. We also have questions um, here now too. There was one here. Yeah. Good. Good. Delker. Says I'm an I'm an ex professional flutist who suffered a severe accident that left my elbow with restricted movement. My choices were to live with it and retain what dexterity remained, or to have repeated surgeries to repair the restriction. The surgeon said that with each surgery, I could potentially suffer more nerve damage and could Eek. lose more and more sensation and dexterity in my hand. I chose not to pursue more surgeries and keep that what dexterity I had remaining rather than risk further nerve damage. So you cannot bend more than 90 degrees. That's crazy. Cannot yeah. extend beyond 165. Yeah. But I'm able to play again, not as elegantly as I used to. The problem I have is that I've managed to get approximately pretty much back normal, except my ring finger, which is compromised, moving at approximately half its normal dexterity and speed. It's also lost its lift when playing, and so far no physical therapy can improve it. Trying to explain to a physical therapist, even demonstrating with the flute brings me little effective help. You mentioned you're a yoga practitioner as well. Maybe you might have some insights to offer. Do you have any suggestions on how to improve dexterity, speed, or lift for that ring finger? Okay. I'm not an expert in... I'm, I'm interested in Qigong, yoga... Pilates, all those things, Tai Chi, I, I like those things, but I'm really not an expert. Um, but um, for the ring finger, the ring finger, even for me or anyone who doesn't even had uh, an accident, mm -hmm. it doesn't lift very well. No, it doesn't work. Uh, and how I, evolution doesn't really yeah. The way I, I, I do it is I, I rotate <laughs> my arm, yeah. the full arm from the mm -hmm. elbow. And you see, you can go fast like this. So instead of lifting the finger, I use my arm. I with the right hand with the right hand it's easier because the position helps. Mm -hmm. With the left hand you have this 
thing with the like the angle is not as good to do it and it's your left hand on huh? that's uh it's the left hand i believe so yeah i don't know i know there's those things you can put here that might help have a bow better beeps, angle yeah, bow beeps, yeah, bow beeps, yeah. the bow beak yeah. or um, I, I know that for some people, Qigong is, is efficient for n nerve uh -huh. problems because there's restorative practices. Uh -huh. um, there's restorative properties inside those things. Yeah. yeah. I remember watching a documentary about it. And um, this guy who's a Qigong um, expert, uh -huh. <laughs> he had a, an accident a motorcycle accident in Hawaii. He was doing a Qigong um, retreat or retreat, something. Yeah. And he thought, the doctor said he wouldn't walk anymore. And he thought, well, it's time to see if Qigong really works. I'm going to try it. Yeah. And then he recovered. So I know that it can help with those types of problems, but I'm not saying it's a magic no, thing. But, but you might want to try. Yeah. You know, there, there might be movements. I know that some movements like pressing can help with the um, with those things but i'm not an expert i know there's a you know there's a lot of good exercises like there's a lot of good like stretching like there's these types of stretches that you don't push down you have down. to be very careful with yeah stretching. you never push down like just do light like almost like qigong how it's very obtrusive just lightly yeah. just moving around it's not it's not heavy yeah because i hurt I myself stretching yeah it all depends all because depends if, if you your ligaments if your ligaments have been compromised Stretching oh, yeah, doesn't could do, just, yeah, just make it worse. Make it worse. Yeah, so make you it have worse. to be careful. Yeah, you have to be careful. But usually with qigong or tai chi, the movements are very fluid. Mm. So you you will not hurt yourself more. You have like pushing your arms like this and bringing mm -hmm. them back and pushing again and mm -hmm. those types of things. You can and check on YouTube. As well too. Acupuncture, acupuncture as well. They were just saying help. in the comments, acupuncture works with musicians yeah. yeah and usually you, you have a lot of qigong practitioner who are, who are. also acupuncturists yeah. and uh, there's a couple of good channels on youtube yeah. about there's qigong. A lot of them. qigong there's one that i like i i do those exercises uh -huh, sometimes uh -huh. uh, with uh, from a guy on youtube um I'll, maybe we can put it in a link or yeah we can put it in the description box after the show if you're watching if you're listening to it because sometimes Fine. i have we'll a little bit of pain you don't and remember the channel name but it's okay uh, it's i think it's um it's okay I'll look it up and I'll look it up. Qigong something. Qigong something. <laughs> it's a guy on the beach, huh? It's a guy on the beach. Yeah, he's usually oh, he's on the beach. And I think that might help. And also using the rotation of your uh -huh. whole arm or hand might help instead of just moving the fingers. Uh -huh. And um, keeping the fingers as close as possible from each other because yeah but try to really feel your whole arm your arm being one thing it's not your finger moving by itself it's no. a whole family helping each other out you know Absolutely. the arm is supporting the finger and i can feel it in my mm -hmm. arm so i don't focus only on one thing it's a whole um system that's working together you know and also, I've been doing Pilates for a little while now. It is just amazing. Pilates, If yeah. you find a good mm -hmm. instructor, it's all in there, you know? It's all about finding mm -hmm. the good person. Theory, it's good yeah. to do stuff on YouTube or on, you know, videos and stuff. But when you have someone who's looking at you and says, oh, 
your head is there mm -hmm. and you're that's a very helpful thing mm. because you have retroaction that you can't give yourself yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, hopefully that answers the question. That was a question from a couple weeks ago, but yeah, there's yeah, a lot to do. Yeah, it's a question from a while ago, but yeah, I thought it okay. was like... Yeah, it's good. I, it touched me. Because, mm -hmm. yeah. It's every musician's nightmare, mm -hmm. you know? I have a cousin mm. who has a heart problem. He was a violinist, amazing violinist, a child prodigy, you know? He mm. it was... As a child, he was uh, had a huge ADHD, and then once his mom brought him to a violin concert, and he just stopped and stopped moving. Oh and then no. they gave him a violin. It was the love of his life, you mm -hmm, know. Mm -hmm. And now he can't lift his arm more than a certain That's, uh, height because it it will do something to his heart, and then he can't play. Yeek. It's so sad. He, it's very difficult for him, and he mm. tried playing other instruments, but really, that was his instrument. Mm. But like her oh that's uh, tough <laughs> yeah uh sentinel of sound uh we have another question uh said they just bought a flute uh to kind of get back into playing again what kind of maintenance equipment should i buy to keep this thing in working order uh she's they see all types of kits and they're not sure what is actually necessary that's just hard a to rag <laughs> okay to clean I'll, it I'll, inside? I'll, I'll, I'll answer the question <laughs> So a rag, and a good yes. technician. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would say that there's only one thing you really need. The thing that's in a flute case, you already get a ra you already get a rod and a rag. If you don't have a rag, find a cotton. You know, not cotton, but like a Egyptian cotton. It's like a or a cheese uh, cheese cloth. But cheese cloths sort of get messy, and then go inside your yeah. mechanisms a lot. And get a screwdriver. And there's one. There's only one screwdriver you can get, and it's from JL Flutesmith. JL Flute Smith Co. And if you type that in Google, uh, it's a little screwdriver. It's silver. It's reversible because in a fix, if you're in a problem and you're nowhere near somebody that can help you to get a loose screw that's loosened on the side of the post or anything like that, this screwdriver will do for you and that will save your life all the time. It also doubles as a spring hook thing, if a spring hook adjuster, but you can also go to Walmart and get a, a needle thread, like a threading for needle. Uh, that is actually a spring hook. That's what we use. Um, that's only like two bucks. So a spring hook in case those are just in case things. It's just, just for emergencies, emergencies because only. usually you should go to. Uh, those are emergencies. Yeah, I mean, that's what, but that's what the person means there for yeah, maintenance yeah. equipment. I would call that like emergency yeah, kit. Uh, yeah, emergency kit. You shouldn't use. You shouldn't get any type of kit to help keep the maintenance up. Go to a technician. At least if you're playing a lot, a lot, at least two hours a day. You should see your technician every year, mm -hmm. every year, even earlier, maybe eight months. If you're like only doing it like maybe half that time, two years, just to get it checked on. Maybe there's nothing that needs to be get nothing needs to get yeah. done, but go and bring it to them. They usually estimate for free. Yeah, and uh, do that. And sometimes it can prevent more problems that will cost you more. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Do the lips... Oh, we think we did this. Do the lips vibrate when you flutter tongue? No. What is the feeling of the lips? No feeling. They don't move at all. Just there you go. No movement. The lips have nothing to do with it. I watched a really interesting video, and um, there was a conversation in the Flute Forum, which is a, um, a Facebook group, which is really good. Um, there are speech therapists that 
I never thought of it that way. You can work with speech therapists if you're really struggling. Spending a one-hour session with a speech therapist can get you to do that. Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. If you're really struggling, it's, it's find really one in their... your area. Yeah, it's their forte. That's what that is. And them roll, uh, rolling R's, that's that's one of their easiest things to teach. They'll look at you yeah. and they'll be able to uh, figure it out. Yeah, you and they'll know? give you exercises and then you'll be done. If you really are struggling for weeks and weeks and you can't figure it yeah. out, Go to a speech therapist. I, I read that and I watched a speech therapist uh, video that people were recommending. There's also speech therapist videos on YouTube, but if you feel that that doesn't get you... But sometimes you need retroaction, you need like there, you yeah. said. You, you need, need someone to look at you and be like, hmm, yeah. try this, try that. And exactly. it's crazy. And, and even sometimes you'll have surprises because I went with my son yeah. for his... Uh, he was... You know, his tongue was in the way a little bit. And it turns out he was pushing on his teeth and he would have needed some, he would have had teeth problems because he was pushing with his tongue on his teeth all the time. So you might discover that it will help you for mm -hmm. something else as well. Maybe there's, you know. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we might answer one more question from the comments and then one more question. We're going to answer one more question from our sheet. And if you have a question that you're dying to ask us, put it down in the flu question with the hashtag flu questions and we'll answer one of them. And then at the end of the show, I will pick somebody and I will message them directly as fast as I can after the show with uh, winning a giveaway. So what was the other one here that I remember seeing here? Oh, yeah. jump. Was it this one? No, it was, I thought it was this one. It's so hard to jump up and down from the middle register and then dip down to the low register like a D. Feels like I'm blowing too hard when I go low. Am I doing something wrong? So you want me to repeat that? No. No? Yeah. Okay. Let's say you go from a middle D to a low D. Probably you blow too hard. You don't need to blow hard. Also, try not to move your head low. Yeah. Sometimes we do this. Oh, and we cover one, yeah. the holes. I, I see people I doing see that a lot. Time, yeah. So just stay, keep your head straight. And in your belly, you can feel, oh, it's the same thing. And in your throat too, because, oh, you can try to sing it. Mm -hmm. You'll feel... All that's going on inside when you sing it, it should go on inside when you play it. So just go, and then even if it doesn't sound good, like the way I just did, it's not very beautiful, but it doesn't matter. And then you try to do those same things you did when you sang, when you're playing, and uh, don't overblow, just, just stay relaxed, don't move too much. And your jaw will go down a little bit, but don't think about that too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't even feel it. Mm -hmm. So, but mm -hmm. look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Try to keep the same opening of your embouchure hole. Don't close it by putting your head down. Mm -hmm. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And our last question of the of, the, of, of today's podcast will be uh, from uh, Deanna Trepanier. I'm hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. Sorry. Uh, any advice for someone who has stopped playing for 10 years or more and wants to start playing again to avoid getting frustrated and losing all the progress they had made? Well, you what do you think? Well, it's about having uh, realistic goals mm -hmm. first. You know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, oh, yeah, setting realistic goals. Yeah. Absolutely. 
and making it fun. Maybe you would oh, like yeah. to uh, find people to play with, find mm. a band, find uh, something in Church your area. or another flutist maybe somewhere around, play duets, or another instrumentalist. Yeah, a guitarist, a yeah. pianist, just someone to play with might keep it fun, you know. Yeah. Um, That's really a good so idea. So you don't just play on your own and be frustrated. <laughs> um, and... The, the thing will probably be the, the, the sound coming back. So just be patient. Mm -hmm. Do a little bit of sound exercise every day. Harmonics, uh, long notes, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Go back doing your scales again. Those types of yeah, things. Yeah, those types of things. But really play just making it fun like, again. Yeah, yeah, play repertoire you like. Don't uh, try to play something that you didn't play before. And be patient. Be patient, you know? yeah. Because in the beginning you might even have, you know, the little cramps. You oh, get yeah. when you didn't play for a long time. Cramps in the arms, cramps in the mouth. Yeah, in the throat. Sometimes oh, yeah. when I'm not used to opening my throat in anymore as much, I'm like, oh my God. Your abs might hurt, you know. Whatever, All you know. All types of things. But yeah. just don't overdo it in the beginning. Go slowly. Take, like, re... Uh, mm -hmm. Apprivoiser, how do you say that, you know? Re... Getting... Uh, reacquainted? Yeah, reacquainted. Getting reacquainted with it? Yeah. Ah, so... Okay, last, well, we'll do one last question. Hopefully that helped. Um, e, yeah, we did answer that question about the underbrite. Um, it's totally possible. Uh, yeah, so you said it was okay too. What are your top five tips for beginners? What would be five things you would want to say to a beginner? Don't cover the hole. Okay, next. Um... How you hold your flute. Be yeah. careful of that. Mm -hmm. The position, the posture. Um, support. Okay. It's uh, pretty much what I start with. Keep your fingers close to the keys. Oh, that's a good one. Um, always blow. I just said that. You said that? Oh. Uh, I said support. Yeah. Blow all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, what about nanny? Uh, like yeah. And then uh, practice. <laughs> 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 so hopefully that helps. Yeah. So yeah. Um. I'm glad everybody got. Uh, wait, this was a really good podcast today. Like I said, we're gonna be doing a uh, giveaway today. I'm gonna pick somebody from the comments, and I will come and contact you guys later tonight uh, through a direct message, hopefully through the through YouTube. So keep your eye out on that. But we're going to release some other stuff throughout the week. For uh, So if you're watching this and this video ends, there will be a comment section down below. Put your question down below with the hashtag what, flute, uh, flute questions, hashtag flute questions in the comments. And then we're going to select three or four winners throughout this week, additional winners through the comment section that's underneath the video. And uh, yeah. Can and I also, say one? Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, one last open. thing yeah, about practicing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, set goals when you practice. Okay. Because if Bonus you tip. just take your flute oh, yeah, without a specific thing, yeah. goal in your mind, about I think goals though, yeah. Even even uh, the those last two questions right, for the person right. who's going back to it, and the... set a realistic goal in your mind before you pra start practicing, instead of just taking your flute and whatever. Yeah, whatever. Because works. sometimes we just do our time. Oh, I'm gonna do an hour. We put it there, and mm -hmm. but it's way more efficient to do a good twenty minutes with a very clear goal in your mind absolutely than just killing time you mm -hmm. know what i mean mm -hmm. so that was my last advice oh, of problem. the day <laughs> yeah. so like i said uh be sure to uh like this video after as well if you haven't liked it already like it 
If you're just joining in and you've never subscribed before, be sure to subscribe to the channel. And like I said, after this video is done, uh, be sure to make add an additional question so you get an extra chance to uh, be part of our giveaways for our 10,000 subscriber giveaway, which is crazy. 10,000 subscribers in three years, pretty amazing. So we're gonna give some special prizes out and mail those out to people. And what else? I think that's it. Um, if you have any comments or any requests for any videos you want us to make in the future, let us know down in the comments. And I think that's it for today. I'm Nick. And I'm Amelie. See you guys. Thanks everybody Thanks for, for watching. Thanks for watching. See ya. Bye.